This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. We've mentioned this before when he has joined us. Richard Edelman is in constant communication with corporate leaders, really all leaders at organizations, government, and of course the business world and elsewhere. He is the founder and CEO of the global communications firm uh, Edelman, and he joins us on the phone uh, in New York. And Richard, it's great to have you back with us. Um, we're really delighted to have you here. And it's on a day when you guys, you do this annually. And I think you recently did an adjustment to, I think, the most recent one or last year's. Um, but we're talking about the Edelman Trust Barometer Report. And you take a look at brand trust specifically. Tell us, remind our, our listeners a little bit about this report and what you guys found. So um, we found something quite remarkable, Carol, which is that, uh, in fact, trust has emerged as the second most powerful means um, to stimulate somebody to buy a brand. Right after price comes trust. Do I trust the brand? Ahead of ingredients, uh, customer service, um, where I can buy it. Um, It's amazing. And it's actually because of um, COVID-19 and the um, protests around uh, systemic racism. It's caused people to completely reevaluate how they buy brands. And so tell us about how that manifests. I mean, what does that mean? You know brands so well, uh, Richard. How will that ultimately influence behavior and how soon? It's happening right now. Hmm. Um, I'm a brand belief buyer, meaning if I see that uh, a brand stands up for things that I believe in, uh, then I'm going to buy it. And if I don't, I'll boycott it, say bad things, um, switch. So 45% of people told us that they have switched brands in the last three months since COVID started um, as to whether they feel a company um, has acted appropriately. That's amazing. And they've also, and and 40% have tried new brands and switched on That, that basis. So almost half the people. That's remarkable. And I was just thinking, you know, Richard, it comes on a day, you heard Charlie Pellet talk about Unilever halting U.S. ads on Facebook and Twitter through 2020. You had, we talked earlier about J.P. Morgan ditching customers who abuse its workers with racism. They're talking about customers who call in to their call centers. They've already gotten rid of some customers. I mean, we're seeing companies really take action pretty pretty swiftly. And rightfully so, so if I may add. <laughs> I- I think I think this is a big moment for brands. I think that brands, in a certain way, are the new corporation, meaning that uh, there's this new expectation also, Carol, that they're going to take care of workers, that the employees of KFC or whoever have to be you know, protected with PPE, with uh, you know new ways of laying out the restaurants, making sure that the workers are good. Um, that's a big new responsibility for brands, and. I think profound. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, uh, Richard, and uh, poor Carol has been enduring this with me all week uh, in my interview with Maverick Carter and, and LeBron James this week. You know, one of the things that Maverick Carter said was one of the ways this transcends this moment is if companies get beyond statements and get to action. And, you know, you just yeah. outlined some things uh, just there. Uh but that does feel important and different. And I wonder what you make of that because you talk to CEOs all the time and I'm sure you advise them on what to say, but I'm guessing they're often more often turning to you to say, all right, I've said this, now what do I do? Well, interestingly, it falls in a bunch of buckets. The first is let's fix history. So yeah. Aunt Jemima, Cream of Wheat, Uncle Ben's, those are images that are dated. They have to change. Then there is 
what do we do at the present? Um, you know, Walmart's decision this week to uh, stop selling um, flags of the state of Mississippi because they have the Confederate battle flag within. That's amazing. Uh, and similarly, um, you know, a, a brand like Dove deciding to um, run an ad last uh, Sunday on the ESPYs, uh saying that, um, you know, it's no Father's Day because too many um, black um, fathers have been put in jail. Mm. That's a brand standing up and speaking up. And when that happens, a brand gets four times more trust than standing aside. And race has always been the third rail of the yeah. American conversation. And when brands go into race, you know that it's a big moment because – go ahead. Carol. No, no, no. You finish. Please, please. No, I just think it's, it tells you everything that yeah. belief-driven buyers want brands to speak up, that the new expectation is don't be a chicken, don't put your head down. You, you know, you need to stand for me. You need to be out there for me. I love change. What I wanted to, you know, jump in, and I feel like Jason is kind of piggybacks off of something you said. But we had a guest on um, Linnea Irvin. She's president of the Center for Talent Innovation, and she said, you know, these these folks, these leaders who make external statements, they've got to first fix their home, their their houses internally, and earn the right to make those statements externally about getting rid of racism and being a diverse organization. So tell me, I'm curious in the conversations you're having, Richard, that these companies that are making these great moves and statements, you know, publicly, how much are, how much of the conversation is changing internally and not just the conversation, but actions internally so that what they say externally represents what they do internally in their organization. In other words, making it diverse and getting rid of racism. So I think there are, the first step, obviously, is fix your own house such that you have a diverse board, that you have a broader array of both black and Hispanic executives in your firm, and then educate and advocate. So, you know, then you have to pick up on the issues. And then the third is, you know, actually get involved in fixing things. So Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream actually hires people who've had misdemeanors, felony misdemeanors. Yeah. And, and they say, we don't care. That changes the game because it enables someone who has been in prison to, to get a job and not be unemployed for the rest of his or her life. Yeah, and it's so That's action. Right. And yeah. we know ultimately right. so much of what's going on is a financial, a poverty issue. Economic, is, yeah. It's economic, and that's what it comes down to. Um, we're going to continue our conversation with Richard Edelman. He's the founder and CEO of the global communications firm Edelman, joining us on the phone in New York City, talking about their Trust Barometer Special Report. Brand trust. I, you know, We talk about it a lot, Jason, but I do feel like it's taking on a whole new meaning against the backdrop of the virus from the last four months and also, of course, of what happened in Minneapolis, what happened to George Floyd. And, uh, you know, we're talking about racism and diversity once again. Right. And and I think that Richard makes such an interesting point that for so long people wouldn't talk about companies. They'd be like, mm, I'm not going near that. And now they are rightly getting dinged for not going. I mean, it's amazing how much that has flipped. Right. Um, and it's flipped very fast. Can't and, hit you the know, snooze button anymore. That's right. Heard that somewhere. Still with us is Richard Edelman, the founder and CEO of Edelman, joining us on the phone in New York City. We've been talking about the 2020 Edelman Trust Barometer Special Report and looking really at brand trust. But Richard, I feel really bad. How are you doing? I meant to ask you that at the top. 
So um, it's a challenging time for the marketing services field because, you know, everything from hospitality to travel to um, the uh, energy business, car business is is off. So, you know, clients have been cutting budgets, but I've never felt more um, inspired by what I do. So, you know, working with uh, clients on um, how they can keep their employees working effectively from home or this incredible movement of brands to want to speak up on behalf of um, their customers is a great opportunity for us relative to ad agencies. Um, And so literally we worked with Unilever um, in a week, come up with a piece of uh, content for, um, for Father's Day that was so compelling about um, African-Americans and families and good African-American fathers and, you know, that that just excites me and makes me. And similarly for Ajinomoto, we came up with a campaign called Take Out Hate um, because Ajinomoto makes MSG and supply Japanese and Chinese restaurants. And people, as you know, were blaming the Chinese uh, and blaming those restaurants, you know, because of COVID, right. the Kung flu or whatever. And, you know, we took out a, we did a campaign called Take Out Hate. And we said patronize those restaurants because these are good people. And by the way, the food is delicious. And it's ridiculous. So right. those kind of campaigns just excite me like hell. And Richard, I, you know, I do wonder, you know, given that you are so trusted by a lot of CEOs, I feel like you have the conversations that Carol and I as journalists, we always want to be in the room for because yeah, they're getting like real with you. Um, yeah. You know, you're always the guy that we want to talk to about those conversations. Um, and, and we know that you have confidences to keep and all that. But you know, when you think about the conversations you're having uh, with CEOs and members of boards of directors and, and things like that, do they feel different? Because you've managed through so many crises, you've helped companies through so many crises, and I wonder, we keep asking this question about whether this will be different, and, and I wonder what you make of it. It's different than 01 and 08 by far. Hmm. This actually is... Um, not just an economic change, it's a values change. And it's partly because we're in a very fraught political moment, but it's also because it feels as if COVID has scared the heck out of us, not just in an economic sense, but in a personal and health sense. And so our values are different. And, Mm. you know, people are spending more time at home and they're with their kids and they're, you know, they're not traveling and, and, you know, they're trying to figure out when do I have to go back to the office? Do I have to go back to the office? And um, so the conversations with the CEOs are profound because they are having to make a lot of change very quickly. And they're realizing also that they have to step into the shoes of government in many cases because, you know, this return to work and are we going too fast and do we require masks and What's the safe way for our employees? That's the that's the coal face that we're at the front of right well, now. And Richard, they can't but, hide behind government. If it's, I can, it's on them. If I can piggyback on, I think what what Jason was also getting at was just, you know, not just you know the disparities that were revealed by the virus, but the last month in terms of racism, and you know. Companies have been talking about setting up focus groups and and taking steps to improve, you know, diversity at their companies. And yet, Business Week had 
unbelievable cover last week. Has it? Amazing cover this week, too, with LeBron James, in case you missed it. Uh, Jason did that story in that interview. But last week, it was showing visually the lack of diversity in corporate America when it comes to black CEOs. Okay? It's a handful. And it's... here we four. Yeah. The number is four. Right. So we've been talking about this, and companies have supposedly been talking about it and taking steps, not just this year, but for years, decades, we've been talking about it. And our guests have talked about, you know, racism. It's been part of this country for 400 years. So how do we how do we really move the needle? And how do we know it is different this time around that we actually get some action so that when we look around our companies, it's diverse all the way up to the top? I think that uh, we have to do what, uh, you know, we're doing at Edmond, which is we're putting a person, uh, an African-American on our board within the next 30 days. And we are promoting um, a person who deserves it to to the operating committee um, on the executive side. And we are going to go to primarily black colleges and find people as opposed to waiting for them to come to us. And we're going to have very specific targets uh, for how we change our company because we're not sufficiently, you know, I think our diversity number is 25% between black and Hispanic. But within, within senior management, it's, you know, 12%. That's just not good enough. So we have to be intentional, and we have to be yeah. rigorous, and it has to be measured. And I think every company has to follow that pattern um, and say, you know, this is the moment to wake up. Um, this, this, is, this is in America where half the millennials are people of color. Yeah. And let's 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 move. Yeah. You know, no, have to be it, intentional. Why, why are they on TikTok? Because yeah. they get it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean that everything everything has changed and we just hope that it's not uh for the moment. A lot of conversations about extending that into something that is lasting in many ways. Richard Edelman, always thoughtful. We really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate all yeah. the time you spend with us. Uh, you've really been one of our go-to voices through this entire uh, pandemic and then the more recent crisis as we go through a real reckoning. Because we know, Carol, right. that companies are ultimately going to have to lead this. We know it. It, it, it is yes. this, this is an economic problem. It's a business problem. And ultimately, if companies don't, it won't get solved. Right. And they said, you know, that right now consumers are looking at those brands, what they're doing, what yeah. changes they're making, and they are switching. Exactly. Money talks. Money talks.